Cause you know I got the truth She stay on her grind and she pull up in that noose Working nine to five and she tryna finish school I bring the table to the table, nigga, why would I need you? It's giving boss speech It's giving boss speech It's giving bad bitch Never ever play me like I'm average It's giving rich bitch It's giving rich bitch it's giving bad bitch. bad bitch. Never ever play me like I'm average. It's giving broke. You want a young bitch with ambition? Play a role. It's giving coke. Bottle body wanna hit it like some dope. I'm in that wham bam, brand new lamb. Pull up, hop out, shut it down. Sloppy toppy, call him poppy when he made that slurpy sound. It's giving cake by the pound. It's giving trips out of town. Pussy water, he gon' sink or swim. I might just let him drown. Go take heels in the club. Heels in the club. Who ever thought that a bitch would be good? It's giving balls, bitch. It's giving balls, bitch. It's giving bad, bitch. Never ever play me like I'm average. It's giving rich, bitch. It's giving rich, bitch. It's giving bad, bitch. Never ever play me like I'm average. It's giving big Birkin, close the curtain in the Rolls Royce. That's what it's giving me, bitch. I don't know what it's giving y'all. Y'all hoes giving broke, busted, and disgusting. It's giving bitch. Lamb chop truck, what it cost, bitch. Everything motherfucking big. No small time, no small toys, no broke boys. No broke boys. All right, people, we back. This is another episode of the Southern Exchange Podcast with me, your host, Derek, a.k.a. Sir Griffinton. Today, we have a special guest on with us. Uh, I know her as um, an educator, a phenomenal mom, a black woman that's crushing it, that's uh, the epitome of black excellence. So I'm going to have a conversation with her today, and I hope you guys enjoy it. But her name is Marissa Kraft, a.k.a. Mommy Me Time. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. Excellent. So, uh, thank you so much, Marissa, for taking time out of your day today to sit with us and to have our open dialogue. So, I'm definitely excited about talking to you and letting the people know who you are. All right. Um, so, Marissa Craft, also a blog creator, Mommy Me Time, um, mom of twins. Mm, twins. Yep, mom of twins former um, teacher, educator. I'm now a behavior analyst where I work with kids with autism. And yeah, that's what I do right now. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Yeah, because it, it, it's been a minute um, since we like caught up, caught up. So I didn't I didn't know you weren't um, 
like uh, in the field anymore or the trenches, I should say, with the little cheering, you've uh, you elevated into the you said behavioral analyst. Yep. Okay, so all right, we got a lot to unpack, but uh, before I get into it, like, what does that consist of, and how did you get into that? So, um, while I was teaching, I've always so technically I'm still in the trenches with the little ones. Um, <laughs> it's just in a different form now. But as a teacher, I've always worked with gen ed students, but then I also had classrooms of kids who had special needs. Mm-hmm. And um, at one private school I worked at, a parent of mine was just like, you should go into looking at like being a behavior analyst. And at the time I had no idea even what that was. Um, Cause I was also trying to figure out what I wanted to go back to school for. And did some research and lo and behold, this is what I became. Um, so I work with kids on the autism spectrum. I work in a clinic. So I basically um, help teach children how to, you know, speak, how to mm-hmm. regulate emotions, how to socially adapt. So it just depends on the kiddo I'm working with at the moment um, of what I do entail. So I work with low functioning all the way up to high functioning. We have two-year-olds all the way up to like, I think our oldest client is like 21. Wow. So, yeah. Ooh, okay, that, now that's okay. That's a uh, that's different. That's I know that I know that's um I know that can be rewarding though because I know when it comes to children with um different needs, especially like with autism, because I know autism looks different. Like certain like certain children or people who have it don't necessarily look the same as the other person. I know like I know people that I grew up with that had it that it was I guess maybe low function where it was there, it was present, but you didn't really know. And I had people that you could tell it was there because, you know, because of their, you know, how they move and stuff. Correct. Um, it's very, it's very different. Like no two people with autism are the same. They, everybody right. has deficits in different areas. And one thing we really like to focus on is like the earlier your child is diagnosed and the earlier you get them interventions, the the better they're going to like progress. Like they're going to soar. Um because autism isn't like, you know, a thing of like, oh, they'll never be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. People with autism grow up to be so independent and can do all the things. Um, they just need that early intervention to help guide them and prepare them for those things. Nah, that's true. Uh, I agree. So with, with you being um, in that field now, would you say you enjoy that more than you did when you were actually teaching in the classroom? Um, I tell every, everybody I work with, they know, like, at my heart, I'm still a teacher. Mm-hmm. I'll always be a teacher at my heart. Um, I will say, being a behavior analyst, though, I have way more autonomy. Um, whereas okay. in the classroom, I think you've seen one of my classes before. We're in a room with 20-something kids, one adult, mm-hmm. and it's all on you. you. You're doing every single thing in that classroom all day with these kids. Whereas what I do now... I have multiple clients, but at a time, at a certain time, I'm only focused on one client at a time. Okay. Um, and I'm able to help these clients in so many different ways. And being a teacher and being this now, like my two worlds are colliding, like in a good way. Like it's in a good way because my brain, the people I work with, my other behavior analysts that I work with, I'm the only teacher. Um. So we all think differently, which is amazing because we love to collaborate and get an idea on how to help our kids and how to progress them forward. Okay. Now that's dope. Like I, I, I like that. 
And yeah, and I remember uh, visiting you when you were teaching, and I remember like you got we had went out and y'all they were doing recess and like how you and your other teacher friends were like sitting together and making sure to make sure they weren't acting too crazy, even though they were out there just wild jumping off of stuff. And I'm sitting looking like, dang, I said this must have must have been when like we were kids and we'd be on the playground and just having fun. And I think when I came to your class, the kids were like, who is this and who is this man? Is this <laughs> yep. your husband or something and all that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They uh they some inquisitive minds, but uh I love that. So that's um that's beautiful. So like since you're in that space now, are you gonna continue to like move up in that world or are you gonna like branch off and do something else within that field or like what are your plans as far as like the career aspect of it? So crazy enough as it sounds, it's gonna sound very bad, but I don't have a plan. Like mm, because okay. the plans that I've created before. Mm-hmm obviously weren't what I was supposed to do. Like, mm. um, so now I'm learning to live in the moment. Yes, I have plans of like, like what I do now, I love what I do now. Um, when I first started, I always dreamed to go back into the education world where I like, I help, and not as a teacher, but in a form of like helping um, teachers because there's so much now that I know as a behavior analyst that we missed as teachers mm-hmm. that we think is one thing, but it's really not like, so I've dreamed of that, um, but I don't have like something set in stone of like, I want to do this and then I want to do this and I want to do this because I've learned over this past year that you have to live in the present and wherever you're supposed to be, you're going to be there. Um, because for me, when I make plans and it don't work out the way I want it to, that bothers me. Mm. <laughs> so I'm trying to learn <laughs> to be flexible having boundaries, but still being flexible with what it is that I'm doing because God may have something totally different for me. Like I never dreamed of doing this three years ago and here I am loving what I'm doing. So. Now that makes sense. And as we both know, like especially when you become an adult, like you you can like have a plan, it'll go your way or it won't go your way or whatever. But it's like when you open yourself up to new possibilities or open to just receive new information opportunities that come your way in different shapes and forms you have to be open enough to understand that this is maybe this is, might be the space that you need to be in or these are the people you need to be around and building like this network with because it's going to allow you to truly step into your potential and your purpose and really truly be in the space that you're supposed to be in um, because you're now able to see stuff as it is and you're not so confined to the restrictions of oh I'm in this plan so anything that you know deviates from it I can't be in because I got to focus on this but you know you can be open enough to know that okay let me try this I never thought I would be here but I'm here now and you know what I think I'm supposed to be here you know right definitely (laughs) that's definitely how it is right now like um transitioning out of the classroom to my role now was so hard because I Mm -hmm. left I started off um at my job now as part-time because I could not leave my students Oh. Um, I was working in an ASD classroom, in an autism classroom. So all my mm-hmm. kids, those were my babies. And anybody that know me when I talk, those are my kids. Like, that's, those are mine. <laughs> um, right. So I could not see myself leaving those kids. And then to leave in the middle of a year was very hard. Like, I couldn't do it. Like, it, it for me in the beginning, it was hard. Um, mm-hmm. We rolled around this year. And certain things started to show 
like there were certain signs they were like Marissa it's time like they're okay you have somebody in a place that you know are going to take care of these boys like it's okay and it was so hard to just deviate from my plan of like Mm-mm, I got to finish the whole school year because <laughs> I'm letting but it all worked out so like you said like as an adult you realize like it's not what you plan and for me mm-hmm. it's not what I plan but for like what's what's God's will for me and right. now that I'm in this section I'm able to do way more for these kids like for example one of the boys that I was so afraid of leaving in the classroom is now my client at the clinic so like oh wow so look, look how that worked out so it all worked out so I'm able to help him on a bigger scale now versus mm. just teaching him now I can teach him and work on his behaviors and like all the things yeah and get that individual time with them in that intimate setting versus you know being in there in the classroom full of air with everybody else because then you have to focus on him and the next person the next person so it's like you can't really you know just have that that one-on-one time right well that's beautiful like i i can tell you loving what you do just by the passion that you speak with and you know how you refer to them and that's that's what we need because you know in this day and age like when it comes to teachers or counselors or behavior analysts when you're in that in that field you know it can be jarring it can be challenging because you're dealing with so many different things especially with the adolescent like that's trying to come to terms with who they are and then when they need more attention than the other student you know you have to find that that pathway of connecting with them on their level and you know giving them what they need and being that listening ear while also trying to guide them in the right path and then you know just be that 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 person that can they can just like trust you know what i mean because a lot of children and, and kids in school they have teachers but the teachers don't have that passion like you have they're just there to either collect a check or they're there just to serve a purpose for the time because they have to get something done but it's like if we had more you know teachers and people like you in that field i mean the children we won't have nothing to worry about when we send them to school yeah i tell anybody if you working with kids i don't care if it's teaching behavior analyst counseling coaching if you're doing it for a check you will never be satisfied ever it will never be enough money because it's so much that goes into it um you have to have the heart for it you have to have the bigger picture for me like a lot of our kiddos have really big behaviors um Mm. that they don't they can't communicate yet right now because they have problems with regulating emotions and speaking so they can't regulate them so there are days where I get kids who want to punch me. I get days <laughs> where I got a kid who want to bite me. I got days where I get called stupid bees and all the things. Ooh. But you have to remove yourself. Like, I have to remove myself and realize, like, the bigger picture that it goes. Like, I can't take it personal. Mm. Because that same child that just called me a stupid bee in five minutes want me to go play Connect Four. You know, like... Yeah. So, it's a... They're children... And my job is to teach them. So if I'm taking it personal, I'm not teaching them. Um, I'm actually kind of punishing them for what I'm capable of actually giving them. Exactly. Nah, that's that's truth right there. And that's what it's about. And having that mentality and that attitude goes a long way, especially in the field with the growing children. Because, whew, children, they something else. But at the same time, it's like, you love them. And you can't, what, what would we do without them? I mean, they the future. Right. And it was funny you said that about the not taking the personal part because it reminds me of uh, the four agreements uh, by Miguel Ruiz uh, when it's like the four uh, principles that he lives by is like you know be impeccable with your word, don't take anything personally, don't make it don't make assumptions, and always do your best because that's the kind of 
person you have to be, especially in that capacity, because you can't let that stuff jar you. Because if you let a child, you know, calling you out your name jar you, and then next thing you know, you want to, you know, square up with them. You know, at that point, you got to ask yourself, am I really supposed to be in this classroom? Right. <laughs> and it's okay to take a moment. There are days at work where I need a moment. Like, because we're human. Let's, it is what it is. Like, we are all human. But just in, like, real world, I've had to learn, like, as I've grown as an adult and as a person, even, like, with friends and family, like, some stuff that happens, I can't take personal. Because something's going on outside of me. You know? Mm. Like, mm. It's, like I'm yep. that child right now may be dealing with something that I didn't know about. My friend over here may be dealing with something I don't know about. So everything is not directly for me. So it's not like, yeah, they feeling some type of way, but maybe it ain't about me. It's not mm. always about you. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm learning that. Like, I've learned that, and I'm learning to shift my perspective. Like, of like okay, take a step back, Marissa. Take yourself out. It may not be about you right now. You know, like... Get out your feelings for a second. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that's true. And I know that's that's hard to do sometimes when you're in the mix and, you know, you know, uh, attitudes are running high and people are having conversations. But you, you said a key word, perspective. It's all about perspective because when two people are having a conversation or in a situation with another, they each have a, a different perception and a perspective. So my perspective and your perspective could be two different things but it's up for us to respect each other's perspective and listen to what we have to say and you know listen to um respond and not i mean not listen to respond but listen to to understand versus listening to respond like like you talking to me about something but i'm like oh when Marissa get done talking well, i can't wait to lay into it with what i got to say i'm, I'm missing the point because you could be telling me something key and crucial that is causing you to be the way you are and like you said it could not be about me it could be about i don't know some random dog that ran in front of your car when you was on the way to work and you trying to be on time but now the dog making you late you know stuff like that you don't know what what caused that so it's uh it's always good when we give people some a little bit of grace yeah give a little bit of grace and you said something like um we got to be willing to listen and like you said listening to comprehend is very important versus listening just respond but Mm -hmm. like in retrospect also is it's important for you to explain um, oh yeah so many people think you can read their minds <laughs> like <laughs> i don't know if you don't tell me you know like yeah i i don't know that so as we grow we just got to be able to be open and be able to communicate and if you in a mood at that moment and you can't say it without an attitude just say i need i need a moment let's talk about this later and people need to be able to respect it like yeah yeah now they do because you know when you say that they're like no we talk about this now like no 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 you're missing the point now. See, you not understand. I said I need a minute to take a take a step back. Then we can talk about this. I'm not fitted to talk about this because you looking at me crazy talking about we need to talk about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It don't work like that. Right. That is true. But okay, so now I want to ask you uh, because I know you mentioned earlier when I was introducing you about mommy me time. So you have a blog um, that you like talk about being a mother in or your time alone without the kids or what what's the mommy me time like what is all that so um maybe a year ago two years ago um randomly I just had this feeling of like I'm gonna start a blog so at the time I was a new mom of infants two infants (laughs) um I was in school to become a behavior analyst and like Mm -hmm. I was just struggling with finding time for myself (laughs) like Mm -hmm. 
there was no time like it was either me being a mom and I also was still working as a full-time teacher so I was teaching I was being a mom and I was in grad school to become a behavior analyst and so I started feeling like I can't be the only person (laughs) like this, this stress of like not having time so the name came mommy me time because that was the time I spent by myself like doing this was what I did. So the blog started off with me just giving like tips on like stuff that I do. Um, then it went into like, uh, I have certain parts, certain blogs where I'm talking about, you know, how to give yourself grace and strength. And now in this new wave of my life, I'm now on a part of like, I have certain blogs, like I'm a new single mom. This year I became a single mom. So I have different parts of there that talk about being a single mom. So it's just literally, literally my real life, giving tips and giving advice and just being motivational. Like the whole blog itself is just to motivate women. Like it's not mm-hmm. to tear down men, it's not to tear down anybody. It's just to uplift somebody and be like, look, it's not just you, <laughs> like it's me. I know people who are going through this and just making it a safe space for somebody to be able to look in the mirror and like, dang, if she can do it, I can do it. Um, if she making it through, I can make it through um, together. Nah, that's true. And, you know, it's always good to have more positive influence in the world when it comes to that nature. Because, you know, with you being a mom and being a new mom and then being in school and still working full time. And not to mention, not just in college, you're in like grad school, which is a step up from just regular college. So it's like, you have all of those things that you're juggling at one time and it's like I mean when when would you have time for yourself because I mean by the time you wake up you have to tend to the babies by the time you tend to the babies and get them settled you gotta go see about work once you get off work you gotta tend to the babies again and you gotta do school you feel what I'm saying make sure everybody's good and then by the time it's bedtime it's like you gotta go to bed so you can get up the next day and do it all over again so it was like yeah that, that could be a lot now when you were going through that and you decided to make the blog were you able to like start to find ways to have that me time that you were looking for? Um, yes. So I had to figure out my own routine of like, so I have this habit and I know a lot of people who have it. Like say I'm, I finished everything I'm supposed to finish today and I got extra time. I will put something else. Like, oh, I can go do this right quick. Oh, I can go do this right quick. When I had to realize like, no, it's okay to sit down. It's okay to not go over there and put those clothes in the washing machine right now. It's okay. <laughs> like, I had to really train myself to be like, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to get done. Like, what's the difference between it happening now and happening tomorrow? What's going to change? Um, so I had to learn how to take care of myself, giving myself self-care. And that's also a very important part of my blog, too, is like figuring out a way to carve out time to have time for yourself. And my blog is like, you know, focused like for women, but like, I feel like everybody needs time where they sit down and have time to themselves. So every night I do like a whole routine for myself. I get up in the morning before the kids get up because I need time for myself to mentally collect myself and prepare for the day. So I just think it's important for people to like figure that out. Like how, what do you need? How much time do you need every day? Nah, that's true. You have to I always say you gotta, you know, be with yourself to know yourself to in order to truly be who you're supposed to be. You gotta 
you know, have that time, that fine time just to be amongst yourself, like talking to yourself and like getting yourself prepped and ready for the day, like going over routines, whatever you need to do. Because, you know, once you step outside that door, it's, you got a whole thing to tackle. You feel what I'm saying? You got family, friends, coworkers, strangers, you know, you got people everywhere. And it's like, you don't really find too much me time outside of your own like space that you create for it. Just because there's so many things that's pulling at our cores, you know, vital for our attention. So it's crucial to do that. Now, when you when you were doing your me time, I mean, like, do you ever like do you have like a self care routine? Um, as far as like, do you do like certain stuff like maybe when when your children aren't with you, like this weekend I'm gonna go have a spa day or I'm gonna go get a pedicure. Like, do you have like any routine that you do as far as like me time, self time? Yes. So every morning um just like this is like a daily part every morning i wake up i read my devotional and i write in my journal that's every morning um every night i try to read like from my book like read a book like a chapter book and then write in my journal again Mm -hmm. um through on the weekends like i have this favorite i have my favorite park i like to go to and i'll just sit and i'll kick it or i'll take myself to lunch or Mm -hmm. You know, like simple things like that. Every certain dates of the year, I will do a spa day. Like I have certain time because when I do, I realize like I want to do a real spa day, you know? So I do like specific times out of the year where I will like plan for like, I want to do the whole nine yards where I want a road. Mm-hmm. I want, I want it all. <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah. But monthly, like I try to make sure I take myself out to eat or mm-hmm. I, you know, just have time. Like sometimes on the weekend, I may not want to go anywhere. And I just find comfort in just sitting here in the silence in my home, just at peace and being quiet, like watching whatever I want to watch on TV, you know, ordering something. Cause that's also self-care. Like mm-hmm. self-care does not require a lot of money. Like Thanks. you can go get a dollar puzzle and have self-care, you know, my the park is like my all-time favorite. I would take my book and just go sit at that park. And I come back so at peace and so like ready for the next thing. So those are a few things of like my self-care. <clears throat> yeah, and that's and that's beautiful. Like what you have, clearly it works. You know what I mean? Like you you know what you like and you go out there and you get it. And it's, it's crucial and it's beneficial, you know what I'm saying, for your, for your elevation because I know one of my self-care things is shit. I go get a pint of ice cream, I sit on the couch and I just lounge, you know, for 30, 40 minutes or whatever. Cause I'm like, that that's freeing for me. And it only costs, depending on what sale is on at the time, it could be $3, it could be six, seven, eight dollars. Sometimes I splurge and I'm saying, you know what? That pint of ice cream costs $8, but it's double fudge chocolate chunk mixed with caramel. So I'm going to reward myself. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> you feel me like, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a splurge. <laughs> I'm gonna go all out today. <laughs> oh yeah. Matter of fact, let me get let me get a let me get a half gallon of it. <laughs> just just to be just to be out there. But nah, that's dope. That's dope. So um we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna get right back to it on the Southern Exchange Podcast. All right, and we back. Thank y'all for uh staying with us. Uh as you heard, we've been having a great conversation with the young Miss Marissa Craft. We're gonna also get into some more stuff. So Let's get to it. Now, all right, Marissa. So we talked about you being, you know, in your career. Talked about mommy me time. Now, with you being a mother, like, how was it, how was the transition from 
being just Marissa with just Marissa to having two twins and becoming mommy Marissa. <laughs> that was crazy. That... <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> the shift was like, you know, you find out you're going to have a baby. That's mm-hmm. one thing. And then you find mm-hmm. out it's two. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a whole nother ball game. But once I had them, it was hard trying to separate me, Marissa, from mm. mom. Mm. Um, it was identity issue. Like seriously, a lot of women go through that where you become so consumed with your child or your mm. children that you start to forget what it is that you actually like or what it is that you enjoy because your main focus now is like this person. So that was a hard shift for me. Um, because you got I go from being in a home by myself, like mm-hmm. doing whatever I want, and now I have two other people who are requiring so much out of me and I want to do it and I want to be there. And I did it all, but when people offered to help, I couldn't. I couldn't accept it because I felt very like I'm mom. I'm mom. And it took my my mother and like close friends saying, like, it's okay, you're still also an individual. Mm-hmm. Um, so learning how to separate the mom from the Marissa was a tough transition. Um, I'm finally like able to like separate the two. Like I can be Marissa and still be a damn good mom. You know, like facts. Yes, that's, that's I can true. Go out with my friends and still be a damn good mom. You know, like <laughs> are my yeah. kids taken care of? Do they have what they need? You know, so that was the balance that I had to learn and figure out. So I figured it out. I think I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounded like you did. Like I said, because like you said, it was an adjustment at first. So I know it can be it can be different. What's like? What's the greatest joy of being a mom for you? The greatest joy of being a mom for me is those random. Um, my kids are now three, so they randomly will be like, "Mommy, you the best," mm-hmm. or "Mommy, I love you." Like. Or when they know that I'm upset in that moment of like care that they Mm -hmm. give me. And when like the moments where I feel like I'm failing Mm -hmm. and I feel like they know it. Like the moment I feel like I'm failing and they give me that random, I love you. Or that random hug is like, Mm -hmm. so I'm not failing. Like I'm failing at my, when I set these random expectations for myself, Mm -hmm. but in their eyes, I'm the greatest thing, you know, since that person <laughs> it just had me. Like, <laughs> so that's the most fulfilling part of being a mom. Nah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I know, I mean, because when, when you were even saying that, you know, it brought a, a, a little tit in my eye, because it's always so touching when I see that, like, when I'm at um, one of my friends' house, like, my godson's parents, well, my second godson, because, of course, Aiden is the first, but uh, my other godson, Troy, he's like five, so it's like, when I be over there, and he'll go to his mom, he'll just hug on her or something. I'll be sitting there looking like, it's just the sweetest thing. He just, he just, he was randomly just playing and he just go to his mom and say, Mommy, I love you. Give a hug and just go back to play. I said, It must be great to be a parent. Like, that's that real unconditional love. Like, mm-hmm. people talk about unconditional love and that, that is like mm-hmm. unconditional. Like, now, and as now that I'm a parent, I have way more respect for my parents. Mm. 
Like that makes sense. That makes I, sense now because you start to see that you start to see how they probably was moving as you was growing up with you and your siblings and stuff. Yeah, like I get it. Like the sacrifice that you made, like I get it now. Like I, I it opened my eyes to a lot. It also taught me not to judge certain things. Like I now my like my perspective has shifted a lot. Mm. That's that's uh that's profound. I hope y'all listening because uh, yeah you have you once you have a child you're gonna have a little bit more uh respect and stuff for your folks because like I said because we ain't really know what they was doing when we was growing up we just thought you know what I'm saying oh that just mom and dad they just going to work sometimes mom and dad ain't want to go to work. It's like a respect yeah. to the point of like every day you learn like there's no there's no handbook at this job <laughs> like. <laughs> every day is a different like battle um and i got twins i got one boy and i have one girl and they're totally opposites Mm -hmm. so like you know growing up when i grew up when you misbehave everybody got a whooping okay facts that was punishment that's what you got um but like all kids aren't the same so like one punishment will work for one but does not work (laughs) and i have learned that from both of my kids, they're total opposites. Like, I can just look at one and they break down. The other mm-hmm. one, I have to literally like, don't even face him. They like, you know, pop him or whatever. But mm-hmm. if I make him sit down, oh, it's a wrap. He is like, he is just upset. So like, <laughs> you know, learning that like every child is not the same. Every discipline, every reinforcement is not gonna work for every child. And you just gotta learn as you go. Like I literally learn as I go. Yeah, I've heard like everybody that I know that has has like children, like I'm a friend and stuff. <clears throat> One of the main things they always say is, yeah, like you just said, there's no handbook. They said we pretty much learn as we go. And I know when they have multiple children, they learn as they come. Like the first one may be this, and then the second one, okay, I got this. Now the third one, I got this. But even as they grow older they're still figuring them out because then you got to worry about them becoming teenagers and mm-hmm. you know teenagers is a whole different thing i know how i was as a teenager you knew how you was you feel what i'm saying like that, that's a whole different ball game Woo! that's a hmm. i don't even you know that far yet <laughs> you feel me <laughs> like it's that's 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 totally different so i know that can be um different now what would you say would be the most challenging thing as a mom that you're like that you're like, I don't say overcoming, but you're like, you know, you have to like kind of deal with and be like, maybe kind of like adapt to or readjust your focus when it comes to that stuff. Um, um, right now, the biggest adjustment I've had to make is now being responsible for everything every day. Mm. Um, I told you like this year I became like a single mom. So it's just mm-hmm. the kids now. That was a huge shift of like the day-to-day responsibilities are falling like all on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and learning how to give myself grace when things don't go the way that I want them to go or that they don't look the way I pictured it to look anymore. Um, and then another one is um, like they're three now. So they go to like daycare, like school, whatever and learning. <laughs> When they misbehave at school, I take it very personal. 
I feel like really bad. Very personal. Like I did something wrong. Like because I feel like you like like was in the class doing it. Yeah, like I take it. Like my kids are a reflection of me. So when they do something that I know they know not to do, and I'm getting these messages, I really harbor those feelings personally. Like I start to like. All right, Marissa, you gotta do this, this, this. Like, I really start to take it personally. So I'm trying to learn, like, Marissa, they're kids. <laughs> like, right. They're three. Look, they're right, kids. and they're gonna do stuff. They're gonna do stuff. Like, that's how they learn. Like, they, it's trial and error. So I'm learning how to adjust to that now. Like, it's okay, Marissa. <laughs> like, yeah, because, you know, with, with children, they around other children now, and then it's their first. Uh, time like being like in an atmosphere where they going for you for hours at a time with not with family but just with teachers and other students so you know I don't know like children man they do some they say the darnest things and they do the most darnest things too because sometimes they do stuff and you be like what like I wish, how I just be like why, <laughs> why? <laughs> <laughs> who are be like who are you and who had you because it, it could have been me with what you're doing I, it couldn't have been must, me. Must be the other side, because it ain't me. Yeah, right. You know what? You just like, you know, but not gotcha. Not, yeah. Right. Yo, that's hilarious. Um now I know you mentioned like so so now you're a single mom. So like now with you having a full day-to-day responsibility and stuff, like now so when it comes to their father, do do you like does he have them every weekend or every weekend or how how is that work? Like how have you guys set that up? Um, so he pretty much gets them most every weekend, mainly. Okay. Uh, he you know he's very very involved with them. He tries to get them like every weekend or whatever, as long as he does not have like you know other things he has to do. Mm-hmm. But it's just hard because we're in a distance too. Like I'm in Augusta, and then mm-hmm. like our rest of our family is in like Hartwell, Georgia. Oh, that's right. That's, that is a little height. That is a little. Well, it's an hour and a half away. So mm. when it's like the day to day stuff, like when somebody's sick, so you got to take off of work or mm-hmm. <laughs> daycare is closed. So it's like it's very an it's an adjustment. It's definitely an adjustment. But I'm thankful for like my friends and my line sisters that are here who mm. help me, um, who are willing to help me when I when I actually open my mouth and say I need help. <laughs> but he's he's there he's very you know involved and he talks to them every day and so it's not like I'm doing this thing mom by myself totally but day to day things are all on me because right. I mean technically like they live with me I'm the soul like I'm the everyday person yeah it's like it's no it's no like it's no days off no days off full, full gun of Marissa Marissa wakes up she put on that Superman, that Superwoman cape. She go in there and she and she make magic happen and she make life happen. I try. <laughs> nah, you do, you do. You know, you you put your best foot forward at all times. So now that you uh, are a single mom and everything like that, and you know you're advancing in your career and you're taking on new opportunities, you're you know you're like truly like where you need to be. The next step, I guess, like what what how does dating come into the picture like now with you having so much going on and with dating being dating being the way it is now uh how do you like do you even want to date in the future because i know like you know it's different nowadays but like that's something that's still on your radar or so i do i do want to date um 
because my old my past relationship was a long-term relationship off and on for years like mm-hmm. like a long time like we were children so it was like off and on not consistent but like off and on for years so when you be, when you get out of a relationship that you've been in for so long it's kind of like becoming a mom and you forgetting who you who i was mm-hmm. you forget what you like and i was also so young when that relationship kind of started so now like through dating i'm able to realize like what i like you know, like, cause I'm I'm a totally different Marissa now. Like I have children now. Like, so my desires have changed. What I like has changed. So yeah, I do want to date. I do date. Um, am I looking for something very serious right now in this moment? No, because I feel like on a personal level, I have things that I need to adjust within myself. Um, I feel like, you know, like I'm, but. I'm also not saying that if the right person came along that I would push them away either. But I'm not out here like, whoo, I'm about to be 30 next month. What he at? <laughs> I got to get married. Like, that's not that's not a thing for me right now. Like, I do want to be married still. I want to be married. Um, and when it's supposed to happen, it will. It will. I'm just going to ride this wave. <laughs> let let the person who I'm supposed to be with, you know, us find each other, and hopefully that person is working on themselves, is like I'm working on myself, and we'll be it'll be great. <laughs> nah, fact, cause the, like you said, that's that's the main thing. Work on yourself. Uh, deal with the whatever traumas you dealt with in your life, and find a ways to to overcome them if that's therapy if that's self-reflection whatever you got to do because you know when you connect with another person you want to be in the best you know you want to be the best person of yourself that you can be even though you're still going to evolve and grow but at a place where you don't have to worry about other things taking you away from who you're trying to be and you know messing up what you got because you know oh insecurities could come up and then you know you look at this person in front of you and you looking like all of a sudden you just create this like <clears throat> this scenario in your head where you just mess everything up and you know dating is already uh, uh, a thing within itself so it's just like you don't want to make it hard on yourself right like and you I also like this, like you said earlier dating now is weird like <laughs> people it's, got, it's, a, it's a doozy it's a whole thing out here <laughs> like people I, I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on out here to be honest with you I don't know it's crazy out here it's, it's it's looking real ghetto out here. Like I'm talking about real piss pope. You feel me? Like who like, raised y'all? Right. Like I don't understand. It's, but I always go back to this. You know, I feel like I think I was talking to somebody about this yesterday. I feel like I mean, and you can speak on this and let me know what what your. I feel like for the past, I don't know, like ten years or so. Since like the new age millennials came in and you know social media came in, I feel like it's been a disconnect between like men and women. I feel like there haven't been enough genuine conversations um, around us, especially in, in our community where we actually like talk about issues and talk about things and try to really understand the other person for where they are. Because I feel like it's still a lot of tearing down and not enough build. You know, it's just like a disconnect where the man and the woman both are on a different journey, and it's like they both see each other as like oh okay they out here I can date but you know I don't know like I don't know just it's just weird out here what what, what are your thoughts on that I will say I feel like social media has has social media is a gift and a curse Mm -hmm. 
um it's a beautiful thing when it's used the right way it's beautiful it's amazing but people forget that social media is literally a, a glimpse of somebody's life right mm-hmm. and they see that's like when people be like relationship goals hashtag relationship goals and i'm like <laughs> first they're showing you the part of a relationship that's beautiful there's no relationship that everything's is roses. I mean, roses and rainbows all the time. Um, because you are two people with two different thought, thought patterns, having to connect and compromise and do all these things together. But on social media, I feel like this new generation is all about like, social media has made it so much materialistic. So I feel like relationships have turned into like, what can I get? What do I get? What you got for me? Like, mm-hmm. it becomes like, what you got for me? Like, what what you got to offer me? Like, and to a certain extent, I get it. But me being the person I am, I don't need your materials. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Anything that money can buy, I don't need that part of you. Um... And I've also learned that this, I don't know, you can, you, you know, it helped me understand this. I've also <laughs> very, for like my friends and I, we've discussed this, intimidating for certain men, for women like us, who materialistically, I don't ask men for things. I don't. And that I don't, it's not, I don't have nothing against like women who do. I just don't. Um, if you want to do something for me, do it because you want it to, not right. because I asked you to. Um, and I found that like within this dating world, a lot of men shy away from women who don't ask for things. Like it becomes like, huh? You not gonna ask me? No, I'm not. <laughs> like, if do you want to? So I find that men are like intimidated when you got your stuff together and you ain't really seeking a man to do things for you. But then I also see on the other end women who jump in a relationship only for what a man can provide for them. Yeah. So then it leaves little women like me, like, <laughs> girl, you messing it up for us, for me. <laughs> nah, it's, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it's definitely like, like that. Uh, Cause yeah, there are some, some brothers out here that are intimidated when a woman is a go-getter and is ambitious and is an entrepreneur and, she's in her career she's crushing it and you know she has everything she needs like she doesn't need anything like you said materialistic like from a man you know she can get all that on her own and some guys you know they from the the thinking of you know a woman needs me like i have to buy her this house i have to buy her this car i have to do this i have to do that um and when they don't when they can't do that they feel like it's like a a slight against them like okay well i'm not good anymore i ain't a man because she making more than me so i can't i can't do this you know what i'm saying they intimidated by that but I look at it as like I, I love women like that, especially like our sisters, because it's like that for me. That shows me that if we both going at it, like like we both hustling, we both trying to get to the next level, we both trying to make it easier on ourselves and our kids, where they don't have to work as hard as we did, and we know we in this together. Like we can build a foundation, we can build a legacy, like we can really build a community up. You feel what I'm saying? And we can really make stuff pop. I love that. Like I, if women ain't doing something, I can't. I'm not attracted to that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like because I'm gonna do stuff for you regardless, like whether you got stuff or not. And I'm gonna give you more than materialistic stuff. I'm gonna give you like time, loyalty, trust, um, transparency, like you know the stuff that that you really need to make a relationship work. But some people don't. Some guys don't look at it like that. They only look at a woman as like, if I can't provide for her, like giving her physical stuff, I can't be the man she needs. But you have to be the man she needs emotionally, 
spiritually, physically, um, financial, all that stuff works together, but <clears throat> financial financial stuff doesn't have to be the forefront all the time. It just in this community, in this in this time, like you said, when people have social media and ten of your homegirls is posting about their new Birkin bag or their new Dolce Gabbana bag or how he just took them out the country for like a week or two at a time and he paid for everything and that's all you see and you ain't seen nobody else talking about like the day-to-day operations or how it is when they're not you know that happy with each other you know people get this misconception and they start painting this picture like oh all these dudes doing that and they try to go find that and they don't get that and then they get mad and start to bash them and you know then a whole nother thing come but you know it's just because people don't really really know who they are and they don't really know what they want they see a, a picture of somebody else's life and they assume that's what they're supposed to have when in actuality they're supposed to have something different you know if they choose to you know look inside and figure out what that is you said it people don't know who they are that mm-hmm. that is like so true because like you said people are people are trying to imitate others versus finding who it is like who are you like what do you like if you could strip social media away if you didn't have the like if money was an option what would what would bring you joy facts like what would give you pure joy and people don't know that people don't know who they are people don't know what they like anymore they don't and it's if you ask me they, they they look at you like huh and you know that, that but that takes self-reflection and, and want to be better um and you can get, you can attest to this like <clears throat> when you live in life and you growing and stuff like especially as an adult you know you're gonna fumble you're gonna stumble you're gonna do everything else but you keep getting up so it's like every situation and circumstances makes you who you are and you know early on you may have made some some mistakes or came up short and you're like oh i don't need to do that again and you know you start building on that you start growing you start you know really having conversations with your friends and you start to figure out stuff you know but when people aren't doing that and they have you know they're surrounded by people that aren't going anywhere or don't have their best intentions and they're not growing as well i mean the old saying goes birds of a feather flock together you are who you you are the company that you keep so if i'm out here hanging with my homeboys all day playing 2k and you know we barely work and 10 years go by we in the same spot obviously i don't need to be around y'all because it's not conducive to my growth and if i ain't growing what i'm on this earth for like it ain't supposed to be just doing the same thing i did at 20 i'm not supposed to be doing that at 30 i'm not supposed to be doing that at 40 every every year every month every every you know decade brings a new challenge and new growth but you just got to be open enough to, to see that and then you know just have good people in your in your life that's going to help you get there and elevate as you're elevating because we all supposed to be here helping each other and he's supposed to be you know just being here being stagnant right yeah like like you said we're here to grow like um you got to surround yourself with people who are growing and I've always heard the saying like if you the smartest person in your group you in the wrong group <laughs> facts <laughs> yep, um, that's true and for me it's like I have friends who everybody got their own thing they're they're smart in their area you know so when we come together collectively it's a, it's mm-hmm. crazy it's amazing like the conversations that we have are super good like I'm at the point now where I don't want to talk to you all day if all you want to talk about is somebody else. (laughs) Right. Gossiping about this, that, and the third or telling me about somebody's issues of drama. I I don't... What? That's not helping us. Neither one of us. No flex. Now, back in the day, that was me. But, like, (laughs) I was wrong. I have so much going on there. Like, I don't have... Right. Like, my time is very important. Mm Mm-hmm. And my mental health is very important to me. 
and I have learned that I can't I can't take in everybody else gossip and drama because over here I gotta make sure mine I don't have it. So like right. I don't invite those vibes into me because I'm trying to stay happy, <laughs> joyful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nah, that's true. Cause yeah, when you know when it's negativity around, it can consume you and you become it. You know, they start off gossiping and you start gossiping, and two hours later you've been talking about Shirley and Sue and Bob and everybody else on the mm-hmm. sun. And then you have that phone. You got you. You look at your life. You like shit. I can't even be talking because I gotta take care of this myself. So it was like, nah, I'm, I'm not here for that. But you know, we growing and elevating, of course. Like that's the beauty. Like when you look at your friends and you, and you see all y'all successful in your own right, in your own way. That's like, man, that's like the most rewarding thing you can have because it's like not only are you winning, but they winning too. And it's just like y'all both want the best for each other, and y'all continue to just push each other in ways that it just it just beautiful to see. It's amazing. It's definitely amazing. Um, good stuff. Okay. Um, I was trying to say I was like, I was going to ask you earlier, but I don't forget because we've been talking about everything else. <laughs> everything else. Um. So, uh, let me see. So now we got they not to win all that stuff like that. So when you when you like when you look to grow like for yourself and stuff like that you like you know you're making changes and stuff like what's something that motivates you to to want to be better as far as like elevating and continue to be to challenge yourself like you know knowing that you don't want to just stay where you at forever but that you will know in five ten years you want to be doing something different whether you know what it is or not what keeps you motivated to be like i gotta keep going like i want to be the best version of me at all times even though that may change you know as the years go by um first off my kids are huge motivators Mm -hmm. for me specifically when it comes to like growth and being a black woman my daughter um i need her to see that it's okay to keep going um you're gonna hit the ground sometimes but it's okay to keep going you can do this and this and this and be good at all of it you know like you don't have to pick one thing and stick to one thing um i was a teacher now i'm a behavior analyst and now i blog you know like now i sit and i do podcasts with certain people so it's like there are so many areas that you can do things and be great at all of them um, in my new role now where I work at, I'm the only black behavior analyst at my company currently. Wow. So what up under us is called like RBTs, they're therapists, they work under us and there are African-American therapists there. And it was times where when I worked there, I felt very like imposter syndrome. Like, I, mm. like, why, what the heck am I doing? I'm not supposed to be in this room, you know? Like, I started mm. to psych myself out and feel like I wasn't. But when I realized the girls who were actually going to school to do exactly what I was doing made me realize, like, this is bigger than me. <laughs> this is bigger than me. Like, okay, you feel like you out of the loop right now, but just be thankful that you at the table. Because you're now That's at the right. table. You're at the table now. So you can add another seat to the table later for these other girls who are working here and trying to get mm-hmm. where you are. Um, so I realized like I had to take myself out of that what keeps me going. Like people behind me, like people who I realized like, dang, they actually like looking up to me. Like, 
all right, let's do it. Like, it's not about me. It's about how I can benefit others. Like, everything I do is, like, to serve somebody else. Um, what I do, I serve kids and their families, and I do that kind of stuff. But on this podcast, I'm hoping that we serving somebody else and helping them understand, like, that they're not the only people going through the things that we're going through or opening up discussions that are going to talk about things that are bigger than them. So my kids and, like, the Black women that comes behind me are a main motivator for me. And then my last one, because I got three, is my parents. My parents and my grandparents. Um, After you've watched people sacrifice so much for you, you realize that like what you're doing is not in vain and it'll be a slap in the face to quit mm. like it would be a slap in the face to quit knowing all the things that they sacrificed for me so that nah, that's great all three of those are, are great are great 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 motivating factors you know especially like you know your children because like you said you're you creating a legacy for them and you when they see their parents like out here crushing it and even when they see their parents on the days where everything ain't so great it just lets them know that you know we are human and we can always overcome it but it's just really all about being persistent and being and having that consistency to know that i'm not going to give up like monday didn't look like friday but that's okay because i'm still in here fighting the trenches with you and you know with your parents like they instill so much in you like good qualities characteristics you know they they instill everything in you and they give you the power to, to succeed so when we uh move forward and we being the best version of ourselves it's always good to know that you come from a good quality stock and that you know your parents can be proud you know like as they get older and they can be like dang you know my daughter doing this and my daughter doing that and then the grandkids start to do it and then the people that look like us you know come behind us and do it and that's the main thing like make sure that they all are welcoming like you said serving people because the more we serve people, the better life is. Like, when we all look out for each other and we make sure everybody's good, I mean, at that point, life is always sweet. You know, we don't have as many quarrels and many disagreements when everybody's just helping each other and we're doing it out of the kindness of our heart. You know what I mean? Like, that's what people got to focus on sometimes and, you know, do it with the other stuff that kind of, you know, distract us and take us away from being who we're supposed to be. And stuff. Yeah. Y'all right over there? I coughed. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, nah. I, I feel you. This, doing, this weather change had my allergies acting up all week. That's the only thing about Georgia. One day it's 100 degrees, the next day it's 30 degrees. I never understand it. Right. Be uh-uh. cold when you walk out of the house and sweating when you get home. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, I forgot to mention that. Uh, I forgot you. Uh, what's the world are you in? What is it? Uh, Delta Sigma uh, Theta Sorority Incorporated. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's right. I keep getting right because that's what uh, that's what Mika y'all in the same thing, right? Same sorority. My line sister, yes sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. The elephant, right? Yes sir. All right, cool. Because Lord knows, every time I go to girl house, like a hundred elephants everywhere. That's where it's, it's like it's more and more and more. I'm like, do, do you do, do you need all this? Yeah. I, yes, we need them. We need them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna deny that. Because Lord knows it's Elephant City. And the next thing I'm, I expect to see for her is probably having a, her own elephant at this point. Because I feel like that's where y'all going with this. <laughs> One of y'all going to have an elephant at some point that y'all going to be raising as your as your child. 
We don't have time. We don't have time for that. Oh, oh okay. Y'all, oh, I mean, I guess that's why you buy the little trinkets and stuff and, you know, they have the appeal. Because we are uh, working women. You know, Deltas are working women. We busy. I mean, I think AKAs work too and Phi Beta Faye and, and Zay Beta, whatever the rest of them are called, I think they work too. They work. They work. They do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cause matter of fact, cause matter of fact, yesterday when I was doing this Thanksgiving drive with my organization, my brother's keeper, you feel me? Uh, it was some AKAs out there. They was out there showing up in they pink and pink and green. It was about thirty of them out there. I said, look at them AKAs out here working. I ain't seen no deltas. Cause we were working somewhere else. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a good answer. <laughs> we always working now. We always. <laughs> nah, that's real. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, Miss Craft. It's been a pleasure having you on. Um, I'm definitely probably going to have you back on at some point because I definitely enjoy the topics that you have and your mind frame is definitely refreshing to have a queen on here speaking her truths and letting the other woman know just um, knowing that life is, you know, what you're making and you can pretty much be who you want to be and be great. So before we get out of here, uh, let the people know where they can follow you at because like I said, you got a blog and everything. So I definitely want to make sure that people are listening and that these ladies can go follow you and support you and then maybe you guys can have some conversations and you know keep it keep this positive thing rolling um you can follow me on instagram at mommy need time um time is spelled t-y-m-e um my blog is mommy me time.com and then you can email me at mom at mommy me time.com yeah that's how you can find me right now cool so y'all make sure when y'all see when y'all hear this y'all follow her reach out and everything and you know see what she has in store as the future hope goes ahead and do you want to leave the people with anything like do you have a quote you want to leave them with a word or you know anything that you want to leave the people with that will be instrumental in their in their lives yes um one thing I want to leave you guys with is um one of my favorite sayings or scriptures um it says give me a second because i don't want to quote it wrong i'm about to say i'm about to say what you said i thought you about to just reel it off your head but take your time sister take your time because right (laughs) (laughs) okay so it's matthew 7 7 and it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Um, and I need you, I want people to know that that scripture can go two ways. Um, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. That's to anything. So if you're seeking positivity, I need you to ask for positivity. I need you to knock on the door of positivity. So give yourself positive things that are going to bring you joy and bring you positivity and bring you good vibes. But at the same time, you can't seek positivity, joy, peace, comfort, and you're knocking at the door of judgment, hate, meanness. Like you you don't get joy, peace, positivity if you're knocking at a door of negativity. Mm. So be sure that what you're seeking and what you're asking for is what you really want. That's mm. I don't know about y'all, but that was that was a gem. That was gold. <laughs> if that's if that's how you end the show, that's how you end the show, man. 
ain't gonna add to that. All I'm gonna say is y'all take heed to what the sister said. You feel me? Ask for the right thing, not the wrong thing. Well, Miss Crap, all right. So we're gonna get out of here, y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining us today. Um, it's been great. Uh, you guys, make sure you follow, subscribe, do everything you gotta do to check in with the Southern Exchange podcast. Miss Crap, thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to speaking with you soon. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, you guys be safe. Have a blessed week, and we out. Christ is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand, and everything around me is shaken. I've never been more glad that I put my faith in Jesus, cause he's never let me down, he's faithful through generations, so why would he fail now, he won't. I've still got joy in chaos I've got peace that makes no sense So I won't be going under I'm not held by my own strength Cause I've built my life on Jesus He's never
Oh, he